You're listening to the Do the Damn Thing podcast with Liz Heron, episode 18. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Do the Damn Thing podcast. My name is Liz Heron, and I am your personal cheerleader, helping you get off your butt and on your way to trying something new, facing your fears, or realizing your dreams. No matter what your damn thing is, whether it's asking for a raise at work, organizing your house, getting out of that toxic relationship, or pursuing your passion project, this show will provide you with real-world, tangible tips and inspiration so you can live the life you deserve. If you're ready to do the damn thing, then you have come to the right place. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's jump in. Hello, hello, friends. I hope you are having a great week. I am feeling so fantastic. It finally feels like summer here in Los Angeles. So I am busting out the sundresses, packing away the sweatshirts, at least for now. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, next week it could be chilly again, right? I'm also really psyched about today's episode. Do people say psyched anymore? I don't know. I can't keep up with all the, the lingo. I feel like Ben has a new word every weekend. I'm always like, what? I don't know what that means. Anyway. Earlier this year, I joined Self-Coaching Scholars, and it's this great program from Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School, where each month we work on a different area of personal development. If you've never heard about Brooke Castillo and the Life Coach School, like definitely check them out because it's life-changing. So each month we work on a different area of personal development. This month, the focus is on self-confidence, and the exercise is to do something each day that scares you, a dare a day. Well, I decided to document my dares on social media and have been posting them daily. It's a little nerve wracking, but that's kind of the point of the whole month. I just kind of took it one step further. And so instead of, not instead of, in addition to the dare that I do each day, I also post about it um, and go live on Instagram to talk about it. And if you follow me, then you kind of been following along on this. But um, on the second day, I posted about leaving my corporate job due to burnout. And I was so nervous to publish that post. I'd left the job about a month before, but I hadn't really publicized it on social media or told anyone outside of my inner circle. But the point of the exercise was to do something that scared me. And this definitely qualified. I was nervous sweating as I hit the share button. And then I ran away from home. Like I literally left my house after posting and went to a theater performance where my phone was turned off for two hours because I was just having like that like emotional hangover. When I turned my phone back on, I was completely blown away by the response. So many comments, DMs, texts from people sending their support or telling me how much they could relate. And that really got me thinking that I should probably talk about burnout here as well, because where there's one, there's two, and where there's two, there's four. And I just knew that if talking about this on the show could help one person, it would be worth it. So even though it's still a little scary for me, still got those little bit of nervous sweats today, uh, we're going to talk about burnout. But before we do, I want to give a quick shout out to our review of the week. It comes from Zilch Project, and they say, I love this. Everything about it helps people get going toward whatever goals they set for themselves. You guys, I love reading about how this show is helping you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show and leave a review. Your review could be featured on an upcoming episode. Now let's dive into today's episode. So we've heard people say they're burnt out. Heck, you probably even say it yourself. I mean, I say it because I was. (laughs) Burnout has been in the news a lot lately because the World Health Organization recently released a report saying burnout was an occupational phenomenon. But what is burnout? Well, according to the WHO, burnout is a syndrome resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And it's characterized by three dimensions or buckets. One, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. 
two, an increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. And the third is reduced professional efficacy. So how could all of that show up? Right, those buckets sound nice, but what, what does that mean? What does it show? Well, symptoms usually fall into about five categories. One is alienation from work-related activities. Burnt-out folks view their jobs as stressful and frustrating. They grow cynical about their working conditions and coworkers, like thinking no one cares or that nothing will ever change. They may also emotionally distance themselves. So like not engaging with their coworkers as much, avoiding the office happy hours, and they could begin to feel numb about their job. It could also manifest in physical symptoms. So headaches, stomach aches, hives, that sort of stuff kind of depends on each person. Like I, I get a lot of like stomach aches and I lose my appetite. It could also Emotional exhaustion is another bucket. So it causes burnout causes people to feel drained, unable to cope, and tired. So you're often lacking the energy to stay focused and get their work done during work hours. Of course, all of that leads to the, the next one, which is reduced performance. So people, are, when you're feeling negative about your everyday tasks, you may have difficulty concentrating and lack creativity. And the fifth one is depersonalization. So this usually involves treating all of your situations or all of your coworkers in the same way, rather than being able to able to approach each person or task with a fresh perspective, right? Just kind of lumping it into like, uh, everyone here, you know, doesn't care or, um, you know, each new project, then kind of viewing each new project with an old lens. How that showed up for me was how burnout showed up for me was I hit the jackpot and had symptoms from just about every one of the, from every one of those categories. I was emotionally and physically exhausted. I was in like this cycle of exhaustion where I was feeling so emotionally drained at work that it was hard to focus on my work. And when I got home, I had no energy to do anything. So there went a lot of my social life. And I just wanted to lay on the couch and veg, which I realized now was just me trying to escape dealing with the realization that this role was not a good fit, right? Like I just kind of was like not wanting to deal with anything work related. And so I just kind of zoned out. And so I would be in bed before 10 p.m. and I'd get up early in the morning, like 4 a.m. So if you've listened to the past episode where we talk about getting up early, that was, I was doing that in order to feel like I'd accomplished something. So I would get up that early just to have the energy to cross items off of my to-do list so I could feel like I had accomplished something because I wasn't feeling that at work. And that cycle of exhaustion just would continue. I was working out every day trying to increase my energy. When in reality, I was only exhausting myself further. I was also getting um, earaches more often, which is my body's very subtle way of telling me that I'm not listening to it. And so whenever I kind of feel out of alignment, I get an earache. And that's when I kind of realized, oh, wait, I've got to pay attention to something here, except I wasn't. I also felt my creativity slipping away as well and not feeling very creative in my role. And so I wound up starting this podcast. Like this show has been a lifesaver in a time when I felt like I was drowning. But the biggest red flag for me was I became increasingly cynical about my job and life in general. And that's a huge departure from my usual demeanor. I'm an optimistic person by nature. And I used to be teased by colleagues because I would post about work and use hashtag I love my job. And so that became like this, this kind of joke about like how much I love my job. But I did. And I'm usually able to find the best in a situation or find a solution that everyone can get behind. And I started seeing a shift in myself about a year before I quit. I was in a funk most days and I couldn't shake it. I was trying to do anything and everything I could to kind of lift my, my mood or like raise my vibration, you know, whether it was like listening to affirmations on the way into work or 
um, gratitude list. Like I was trying a ton of stuff, but I was also crying daily, whether in my car on the way to work or on the way home or at my desk. Multiple people at work, including my boss, said that my personality had changed. And that was unacceptable to me. And so before I get, before we get into what I did and, and what you can do, let's talk a little bit about like what causes burnout. What are some of the things? So according to a 2018 report by Gallup, employee burnout has five main causes. One, unreasonable time pressure. So not having enough time to do your work or excessive demand on your time, like expecting you to be available nights and weekends. Two is a lack of communication and support from your manager. Employees who feel strongly supported by their manager are 70% less likely to experience burnout. So if you don't feel like someone has your back, your risk of burnout is pretty high. Three, lack of role clarity. Want to hear a crazy statistic? Only 60% of workers know what is expected of them. 40% of employees are wondering what the hell they're supposed to be doing. When expectations are like moving targets and priorities are murky, you can become exhausted trying to figure out what the hell you're supposed to be doing. Clear priorities and next steps are key to preventing burnout. The fourth is an unmanageable workload. When a workload feels unmanageable, even the most optimistic employee will feel hopeless. Feeling overwhelmed can quickly lead to burnout. And the last one is unfair treatment. Employees who feel they're treated unfairly are 2.3 times more likely to experience a high level of burnout. And unfair treatment can be things such as favoritism, unfair compensation, and mistreatment from a coworker. So why did I stay in that situation as long as I did? Simply put, I thought I could fix it. I thought there was something I just wasn't getting. And if I could figure out the last piece of the puzzle, it would all come together. It was almost like I kept straining my eyes. Do you remember those posters in like the 90s where it'd be like all weird, like psychedelic stuff, but people like, oh no, can't you see the dolphin jumping through? And like, you just kind of have to like relax your eyes. Like it felt like that. Like I felt like I was like staring at something and trying to figure out the solution. And like, I just couldn't see it. Like that's kind of how it felt for me. And I also stayed because I didn't want to disappoint people. Like whether that was my boss or my colleagues, myself, I thought leaving would be admitting defeat and saying that I couldn't hack it. And I mean, let's face it, I'm a single mom and I was afraid to leave without another backup. But after seeking the help of a therapist, a career coach, my general practitioner, another therapist, and a life coach, I had a unanimous recommendation. All of them said I should leave the situation if conditions didn't improve. But I was still in that mindset that I could make it work, that I had to stay. I was worried about what people would say or think if I left. I was worried about how I would pay my bills if I didn't line up another day job while my coaching practice grew. I was kind of fearful that like, what if my coaching practice doesn't grow and, you know, and I wind up homeless. Like my mind was so full of other people's thoughts and worries. And so I started working on my mindset. I joined self-coaching scholars with Brooke Castillo. And I just was so tired of doing things because I thought it was what I was supposed to do. And I wanted to know what I thought I should do, what I wanted to do, why I wanted to do that. And that really involved looking at my beliefs and in some cases changing them. And self-coaching scholars has been really helpful with that. But ultimately, I left because I knew I had done everything I could and that the situation wasn't going to change. I left because I was so tired of being tired. I left because I had enough faith in myself to find a better fit for my talents. I left because I knew that I was made for more than this. I left to be an example of what is possible to other people. Right? At the end of the day, it isn't about whether or not you can hack it at a job that drains you. It's about, to quote Mary Oliver, the poet, is this what you're going to do with your one crazy life? 
And so if you're suffering from burnout, know that you're not alone. There's no... (laughs) There's no drug to take. There's no like treatment course, but there are some things you can do to to alleviate it. And many people find it helpful to take a leave of absence or like me to walk away permanently. But other people find it possible to change their work environment and their attitudes to it in ways that can remove or reduce burnout. And so one thing to do is evaluate your options. Discuss your specific concerns with your manager. Maybe you can work together to change expectations or reach a solution. Like try to set a goal for what must get done and what can wait, like prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. Another great thing is mindfulness, right? And just kind of (laughs) taking deep breaths and realizing you're part of something bigger, right? And just kind of being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling and that sort of stuff, like in a job setting, mindfulness can really help you face situations with openness and patience and without judgment. So there's that. That's kind of the loftier one, right? Uh, Another thing is exercise. Regular physical activity can help you feel better and it can help you better deal with stress and it can also take your mind off of work. However, (laughs) I'm going to stress this. If physical exhaustion is one of your symptoms, please go easy on the exercise. I was overdoing it and working out, you know, doing a boot camp five days a week. um, And you don't want to do something that's going to further exhaust your body. So doing something that will recharge you rather than deplete you is the key. Walking and yoga are great physical activities that can also be relaxing and meditative. The next one is get some sleep. (laughs) I mean, you guys, study after study shows that sleep restores well-being and helps protect your health. So if you're suffering from burnout, please do not get up an hour earlier to work out and fit in all the things you don't have energy for at night. You know, if you're going to get up early, use your morning hours to get a slow, intentional start to your day. Or better yet, get some more sleep. Like your body needs some sleep. Just sleep. And the last one is to seek support. Whether you're reaching out to coworkers, friends, loved ones, this could really help you cope, right? Supporting and collaboration, like brainstorming, those things could help you cope. Companies are becoming more and more aware of the toll burnout is taking on employees, and many have implemented programs to help with that. So if you have access to such a program, like take advantage of those. And if you need an outsider's perspective, like, please reach out to me so we can chat about your options, right? And other tools that might work. Like, I'm totally here for you. I really hope this episode made you feel less alone and gave you some information about what to do if you are feeling burnt out. You know, I, I started this podcast because I needed some fun in my life. I started it as a creative outlet and because it was the show I needed to hear. And like I said earlier, if there's one person who needs it, then there's two. And I love that the sky's the limit on the show and I get to come up with all of my ideas and I get to execute on any idea that I may have. I get to talk to people all the time, which is one of my favorite things to do. And it's been such a gift to me. The giant cherry on top is that it led me to my calling, which is life coaching. And not only did it help me realize that life coaching is the dream job I've been looking for my whole life. Like I honestly feel like I have been prepped and primed for this job since for as long as I can remember. But this podcast has also brought me clients. Like, I love that me doing what I love is inspiring people to reach out to me and I get to help them do what they love. So if that's you, if you need some help doing the damn thing that you love to do, or you need help figuring out what your damn thing is, please shoot me an email. You can uh, email me at hello at lizheron.com and we can chat. So until then, I hope you have a great week and I hope you make some time this week to do the damn thing. And if you are suffering from burnout, please, please, please take some time for yourself. Think about the things that I talked about. I'm going to post these in the show notes. so You can kind of go over it as well and take care of yourself. Okay, have a great week.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe, share with your friends, or leave a review on iTunes. As we grow the show, I would love to hear from you. What damn thing did you accomplish this week? Is there a topic you're dying for me to explore on the show? Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Do The Damn Thing Show and let me know. I can't wait to connect with you and hear all about the action you're taking in your life. In the meantime, get out there and do the damn thing.